Knockout Ginger episode 30 with Mac Rogers, trumpet player, band leader, composer, Rex bartender, supervisor. Thanks for listening. Email me at knockoutginger at gmail.com. F all the haters. And enjoy. See ya. For the delay. No, it's shit. Whatever. Kate came back from a run, like showered. She's like, Are you still podcasting? I'm like, I haven't even started. <laughs> well, that was fun. Thanks for coming on. I'll, uh, All right. I'll see you in a few weeks or something. This is exactly uh, how I expected this to go. Better or worse. I don't know. So, what's up? Nothing. Losing it. Yeah. Lost it. Yeah. It's been so weird hanging at the Rex at night by myself. <laughs> I can imagine. But kind of a cool experience, like Yeah, a little bit. I'm like I'm so attached to this place now. <laughs> a weird thing happens when you when you sit there at night by yourself. Uh what have you been up to? Uh this week has been really slow this week that just happened i hit like a crazy right when well when this started i was still finishing school so that kept me busy and then i was supposed to have a commission after that for that spectrum thing the spectrum music thing mm-hmm. and that got canceled pretty soon so i was like oh my god okay i need some kind of structure so right away i decided i was going to build like a home studio so I like just occupied myself with doing all this research about that stuff. And like I bought a bunch of shit, which is come or still coming. And I'm still figuring out how to use clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then most of the stuff came, but I'm still waiting on like a few odds and ends. And now it's time to just like sit down and do work and just like create stuff and make stuff happen. And I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah, me too. Or just like daunted by, and I've heard, I've seen a lot of people talk about this, like this expectation that in this time where you have nothing to do, there's this huge pressure to like finally make your opus or whatever, like just no excuses, infinite time to create. So you should create everything that you've ever hoped to create. Right. And maybe that's what I'm up against right now. I'm also waiting for a desk, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, but, it's a, it's a weird thing. I've been like, I'm finally back on the podcast train mm-hmm. and that feels all right. But forever, I just like, couldn't even, didn't want to even touch it. It's a weird time. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And I'm like super sick of saying that. I think that's where I was at this week too. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Like last week I talked to, I had Zoom calls or something with someone every night of the week, which is like a a blessing. It's nice to have people to talk to and catch up with and I've enjoyed them all. But I found at the end of the week, I was just like dead because this whole virtual thing takes a whole different 
energy. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. No, I'm feeling the limitations of that now. Yeah, I've had no Zoom calls that aren't podcasts. Okay. So you're at the other other side of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm not super into it. Yeah, so this week all I did was play NHL 20 online with some buds. Nice. And uh, it's kind of nice because you just hang out, but you're not really talking to each other. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sick. And that's it. But there's still someone there. But, uh, yeah, so that's it. I haven't practiced, like, at all. And I'm dealing with that shame. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's a whole other thing of, like, finishing school and being, like, I was already struggling with the idea of how much performance would make up my career moving forward. Um, like I started getting a lot more into recording stuff and like been trying to branch into that world. And then I don't think about a million other things. And I'm like, should I, is it realistic to try and do that and put in X amount of hours a day on a trumpet and I don't know. It's funny, but like, uh, you know, all through her, I practice a fair bit, but like there was lots of inconsistencies in my practicing. But I, for me, it was always like I was fucking busy. Right. Like I was insanely busy all the time. So to do school and all the school and do the practice and go to work until whenever, every night, not every night, but several nights a week. It's a lot. I was, yeah, it was a lot. And I was like soft on myself. But then I'm like, well, now you got none of that. You better practice like a motherfucker. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think, like, you have to want to practice. And if you don't want to, that's just how it is. <laughs> like, there's some days where I, I wake up and I just, like, don't put my bass down. And there's other days where I go for days without even thinking about picking it up. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard you talk about this with Rebecca. But... What Rebecca said, like, the trumpet is an instrument that you must practice every day. Yeah. And it really is such a bitch that way. Like, yeah. And I think that's what I always face with. It's always getting started. Like, getting started and getting some momentum going, getting your face back together and getting, like, into shape where you can actually do anything that makes the playing rewarding. Like, when you pick it up after a break, it's like, have I ever played this instrument in my life? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I supposedly have a degree in it now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm struggling to play a scale through like two octaves. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some days it's so rough. And I guess like the end goal of performing too at this point is totally changed. It's like, well, there's no actual performance opportunities besides live streams. and Yeah. And that's not... It's just not happening. Yeah, I get... I don't know. That's another weird one. Like, I get what else are you supposed to do, and I get people have a, uh, a real need to perform and get their what they're doing out there. But something about it is just not drawing me in. No. 
Not even for me. It's not even close. Like I haven't, wa- I haven't wanted to watch one. No, no. And there's been some amazing like content theoret. Like you know what I mean. Like I yeah. see like well, so and so's doing this. Like I would love to see a private concert with so and so. Yeah. And then you watch it, and it's. I mean, I think a lot of it's production value, but like a lot of people just throw on their laptop or their iPhone and just go. Well, that's one thing. But then it's just, there really is something to being in the room. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm hoping that that's something that people grab out of this, that like it makes a difference. But then there's also the other side of me that the people who are already fighting to pay $10 to see like a world-class band or something, now they're just going to be like, yeah, I'll listen to this live stream at home for free. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have to move and, uh, I don't care what the audio quality is or I don't care what anything is. Yeah. It's dark. It is dark. And I think that's where I'm like kind of slowing down. Cause for a while I was just like, when I think about the big picture, that's when I'd get really sad <laughs> and think about like, but then when I'd focus on little projects, it felt good. But now my little projects are are facing like the bigger picture of like where they're going to fit in the world. Yeah. And I'm struggling with that one. So what are your, what little projects are you dealing with right now? Well, I don't know. Just stuff like, okay, so I finished a little EP. Like it's done, you know, like it's the master. The same one from school? From, yeah. Right. Um, so it's like a three song EP, you know, like 15 minutes of music mastered, done. Sounds really good. Artwork's done. Everything's ready to go. But I'm like, how do I release this thing? What does it mean to release like a record now? Like my whole idea was I was going to do a show for it and stuff like that. And now I don't know. I see those band camp things. Those seem like a good way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but there's all there's no rush. No. And I think that's what I'm trying to balance right now. Because like also there just seems like so much content coming out right now. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. Like I can't even the other day when we were talking, it was like new Ambrose single. Then it's like uh Dirty Projectors who are like one of my favorite bands, like, okay, they released an, another new EP. It's like the second one of the quarantine. And then Blake Mills releases like a whole new album. It's like, there's like three of my favorite artists of all time. And just in one day, they all release shit. Like, never mind everything that's going on locally. Yeah. It's just like for a debut release, it's really daunting to come into that. But I guess, I don't know. It just feels really noisy right now. It's super noisy and it sucks and it's going to (laughs) get... I think it's going to get really, really awesome really quick. I think a lot of people are, I think a lot of us are starting to realize um, how important certain things are and um, I think we have to like rejig the way that we are 
protecting each other right now. Yes. Because I think way more needs to be done to help the people that are actually really in danger. And the rest of us need to be left alone a little bit, I think. And I don't know how we tiptoe that line. Right. Um, that's cool. I've been thinking about that a lot of just like about community and about supporting this community. Like we're all going to go down if it's just a free for all of us, just desperately trying to throw up live streams or recording. Like there needs to be some kind of collective action is what I'm kind of coming to. I don't know if that's where you're going with this, but like uh, art, like art and community aside, just like on a global level, mm. as soon as we figure out how to protect the, the majority of the people who are dying are yeah. in a certain category, whether right. they're older or they have pre-existing conditions or whatever. And we need to do that. We need to, we need to figure shit out for them. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know how much longer I can do this, you know? It's a crazy, crazy thing. You mean just like the stay at home thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like I see music every night. Mm -hmm. And now there's none. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I really have no idea. And I feel like it's getting to the point where you have to start having ideas. Like it's past the point of like, okay, who knows like when we're going to return back to the way things were. It's like, no, we're not going back there. Like we're going to a new place and we just have to figure out what that is. I, don't, I think we're going back to normal sooner than we think. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, how? I, I mean, I don't want to be an naysayer. I would love that because things were, maybe let's just talk about that. Like, or maybe that's also useless, but like, Things felt, I was so excited about this scene in particular. Well, like the Toronto music in general, yeah. right before this all went down, like I just, uh, and we talked about it a lot of like this, the young Toronto thing that you guys were talking about. And I just felt so excited. Like I was just like, there's just so many people here making really cool art, you know? And there still is. And there still is, but less people already. Like, already people are having to go back home. And for a lot of people, that's not Toronto. But yeah, there's still tons of people here. Like, certain uh, things are going to be really tough. Like, getting the wrecks back to normal is going to be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I guess smaller venues, it will be easier, maybe. Yeah. I know. Okay, well, like, lay it out for me. What is, what do you see the return to normalcy as? Like, in the sense of different shows happening, like live music, that's what you mean. Yeah, live music is going to... I mean, it's just got to happen and nothing's going to stop us. That's, that's just how it's got to be. 
it's that's just that's just the rule now like music's gonna happen <laughs> again and we're gonna make it happen again but it's just a matter of figuring out how to uh navigate this whole situation mm-hmm. but um it sucks because i'm the more that i the more that I read and the more that I look into this, the more I'm starting to agree with people that I don't like and I don't <laughs> want to agree with. So uh, that's a whole other thing, but. Like who? Just like generally the, like the people that are on the right that I don't want to participate in anything with are saying Yahoo's. things. That, huh? <laughs> yahoos yeah i mean there's yahoos on both sides obviously but yeah yeah the extreme yahoos that i ge- generally don't want to you know like right so the idea that we just got to get out there and like figure it out yeah yeah um yeah. because i think the numbers are so low and we did we did a pretty good job of keeping the numbers low, you know but i I hear that art, but isn't that just because like the numbers are low because we're in here? Like, yeah. we're inside you for know sure what I mean and what has what has changed outside? I guess people have changed like but all the effect seems to be because of the lockdown, so that's not that's kind of backwards reasoning to me to be like, well, the numbers are low because we locked down, so let's unlock. No, I think, I mean, I'm more so thinking of it from the side of like, the numbers are low as far as, um, like it's it's not as scary of a disease as we originally thought it was. Hmm. It's mostly... I don't know. Yeah, what I don't I know how to gauge that one. Well, simply not a lot of people are dying. Hmm. But is that partially because... Um, like, I thought... My understanding was that a lot of the threat of people dying is because of hospitals getting overwhelmed and resources getting stretched. And in places where that happened, it is pretty... Like, you do see a lot of people dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. But, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough thing to figure out. Um, but <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to also like part of this ar- uh, argument is um, insensitive, and I don't think that I'm definitely not saying let's just like fucking plow through, and if we die, we die. I'm just saying right. we we got to take care. Like, there's very specific groups of people that are generally the ones who are having a rough time with this, mm-hmm. and I think we can do a better job of protecting them. And I think we can loosen still up be. a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what I do know is that we're we're going to be forced to figure that out. Yeah, like restaurants like, having a space of a table between each group 
but like there's still you can still go to sit at a table with a group <laughs> like there are just certain things that I mean obviously I'm not a doctor or a scientist but if people want to come to the wrecks because I guess technically we're at that point where it could become a restaurant again is that in the what are we at phase one I think so something like that but having like six feet between each table but people can show up and still eat together you know like we're just there's like a lot of rules that I just think are just a hassle for the sake of like pretending that we are doing more than we're doing I don't know yeah I don't know I uh Yeah. I have no answers. Um but I agree with you that, that there has to be got to figure something out because a vaccine is a long ways away and there has to be some kind of middle ground. But I don't know how it works. Like Part of me is just like, yeah, you can reason all you want, but like a virus is a virus. You know, you can say like, oh, it feels good. And then you go out and the virus is like, no, I'm still the same virus and you haven't changed anything. You're just tired of being inside. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm like, at this point, I'm not really scared of it you know you're not yeah and a lot of people are i totally see where you're coming from and i agree with you that i'm not i'm glad you do because i don't think i do (laughs) i'm very confused about this whole thing oh everyone is that's the one thing we can we can agree on it's totally a unprecedented thing you know what i mean so how can anyone have any answers you just kind of have to see how it unfolds and i guess maybe that's where it's like it's just like we just got to try some shit is what people are feeling now we just got to try some different things and if we end up back home again well we're back where we started but then there's the idea that you could do a lot of damage in each test I don't know I don't know is this what we want to talk about we want to break down and figure out this whole COVID yeah we're going to solve it now (laughs) you hear to hear first folks I don't know yeah it's I go into most conversations being like I don't want to talk about this at all and then you realize that you have nothing else to talk about because the rest of your life is completely shut down and so you either going to talk about Netflix and what you're watching or have you seen the Michael Jordan thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't yet. But I've kind of kept it at a it's up there. It's, I just watched Midnight Gospel. What is that? And that it's Duncan Trussell's show. Uh it's awesome. I loved it. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Do you know Duncan Trussell? Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's pretty much just his brain put into a TV show by the creator of Adventure Time. Sweet. So it's just a total trip. But it's this cool fusion of like podcast and cartoon. And his mind is already just a crazy intersection of like phenomenon. So Yeah. It's uh I get so tired of those Rogan podcasts that he does. I don't I can't listen to the I, I shouldn't say I can't, but I stopped listening to Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, it can be tough. He's uh there's a doctor that he had on last week. Back to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> here we are uh all roads lead to covid <laughs> they uh this doctor dr Rhonda Rhonda patrick she says that there's very very strong evidence saying that the preventer here is vitamin d the preventer what do you mean like the uh the thing that generally the thing that stops you from getting COVID is vitamin D. Mm. Okay. So she's saying we, we ironically need to go outside to be, boost our defense or something. Or just take vitamin D. Oh, true. <laughs> um, but she like, she laid out all this information that just kind of like, I don't know. It was a pretty strong argument. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why people aren't really... No one else is really talking about it. Yeah, I mean... It's just... there's. It's just like releases. Like, there's a million different theories on what the right thing or wrong thing is. And then at a certain point, you're just like, well, I think I'm going to choose to believe this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that feels right. <laughs> Which is really the age that, like, we've, we've, that's been one of the most interesting things is watching the way everyone digests information, deals with uncertainty. Like, it's just this massive uh, experiment and being like, or like a survey, I guess, of like, how comfortable are you with like complete uncertainty or different ranges of uncertainty about your entire existence? Like, how comfortable are you being alone with just yourself? how comfortable are you you know (laughs) how likely are you to believe when someone says something that will promote the outcome that you're hoping for anyway (laughs) yeah it's it's a it's like it's we're in black mirror right now yeah i I haven't watched that show but i've heard good things it's freaky don't watch it now (laughs) um if a vaccine happened tonight and tomorrow we were back to normal, what's the first thing you would do? Probably go see some music. But who's playing tomorrow? True. Well, can I assume someone's playing tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's all hypotheticals anyway. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I'd just love to go sit somewhere and like have a drink with someone. No, I, no wait. I just like to hug someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be like, yeah, I don't know. Just just be in the presence of someone and not in a weird way. Like, I just love to walk outside and not have to cross 
the street or like walk on the road or do this constant negotiating of like it's like so many calculations like okay does this person believe in this shit if I move away from them will they be angry at me because they think I'm an alarmist or if I don't move will they be upset at me because they think I'm an asshole you know <laughs> yeah. like I would love to just walk and like I never realized how much I miss strangers and just like small almost insignificant little social interactions you know what I mean I do like you realize how much lifting so many small kind of like relationships do for your social life I don't know yeah I mean that's mostly what I that's most of my life <laughs> um yeah i don't know I'd, i i'd really love to just yeah be around people and not feel weird about it and then yeah so i'd like to go see some music go play music with some people i'd like to be at the rex i miss that place a lot and i miss the people that work there because it's a good crew and yeah. i miss yeah, I just missed that hub for sure. Yeah, it's the... Uh, I really hope that it gets back to normal soon. But... Yeah, me too. What, okay, so what would you do? Um, I'd probably just go get some spicy noodles. <laughs> sit alone. I can't... <laughs> go back home. Sit alone. I, I miss going out to eat by myself so much. Mm. So that's what you do? I mean, I do it all the time, yeah. But just like go eat a bite, of, uh, eat a bowl of spicy noodles by myself and then go to the Rex. Like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah I, I just know. I just want to be alone, but, some, but, I just, but with somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah. No, and that's there's a difference there. Like the I don't know. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And I have it so easy too, which is one of the things I need to acknowledge. Like it's so easy for me. I was I pretty much trained my whole life to be just in my apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all my hobbies are here. I have tons of books that I said I want to read that are here. <laughs> I got tons of records that I bought. And then infinite music on Spotify. You know, all these projects. Like I got to release that record. And then I have a whole other thing in the can that I need to like edit and mix. Um, the thing I did with Pat. And then I have like a whole bunch of other shit that I want to record just like straight from scratch. And I don't have kids. I'm like, oh my God, this is, my life is a joke. <laughs> like, not a joke, I'm just in a very privileged position. Yeah. And I think that's something I'm thinking about right now is like, how can I, like you were talking about, like, how can I help people out? 
like I've had my time to process it and like be like, what's going on? Okay, let me get my bearings. Let me finish school. Now let me just chill for a bit. Now I'm like, okay, I should probably get out there and like actually help people get through this. Yeah, but I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. I got to look into it. I think there's like a volunteer Toronto you can go to. It's like a website or something like that. And yeah, I don't know, like a food bank or something. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I don't know. I hope it's a point where we can restructure a lot of the way that our society is set up and our economy is set up. Like, it seems like a kind of a blessing to have everyone slow down, have tons of like, uh, the inequities and like injustices in the existing system exposed. It's like, okay, we've hit pause. We've seen how this is actually working. And now we have, now all we have to do and the only thing we can do is plan how we're going to return and how we're going to, we're already restructuring stuff, you know, I don't know. Damn, we were close to figuring it out on that one. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think what you said about how easy our lives are is a big part of the problem also. Because a lot of this like... It's also kind of... It sort of lines up with the... And I don't know which side of the fence I'm on, but it also it kind of lines up with the idea of universal basic income. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of there right now. Like we're kind of testing the waters of of universal basic income at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not down. <laughs> and I like I thought I was. I thought it would have been a great thing. Huh. But maybe if I could be out there also doing what I care about. It'd be a different story. Right. You know? Because I think, like, as long... Like, this is the thing. Deciding... Deciding what we care about and choosing to do that with our lives and then just not doing it anymore. That's a... This is a huge problem. Yeah. Like, a huge, huge problem. And I think I might even say it's, like, in a lot of ways, it's a bigger problem than people getting sick. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you say that on the other one. I don't know about that one. It's like tough. you mean specific? <laughs> yeah. Because if you're not like if we're not out there, like I I can be patient, you know, like everything's fine. Right. But. Like, the point of life is that you search for something that you want to do. Yeah. And maybe I'm just one of the lucky ones that found what he wants to do. But, um... Purpose is a thing. Like... So, I don't know. It's like a... 
we're getting dark so uh, <laughs> i mean that was that was inevitable but i can be patient yeah. we got like i got like if it comes down to it i got a couple more months in me probably yeah no me too i guess see i've been tackling that question from a different way of being like uh Maybe it's not that important that I'm playing music or as much as it's been important to building who I am as a person. I don't know. I've been thinking like a lot less about my own individual uh, ability to produce stuff or create stuff and more like, okay, well, maybe my purpose is like, and maybe where I what I value is like having a community of people that can exchange ideas and and support each other and be together and stuff like that. So like maybe my work now is going back to the economic side of things or the policy side of things and like getting back to restructuring things to try and uh, design them to to help people, to help artists, you know be valued in society but then also help tons of you know marginalized people help the environment that's what i was studying before you know do you have any like, ideas no <laughs> all right no but just like grassroots stuff nothing grand no big great design but it's just like looking out for each other like maybe my work now is like i'll still make the music and I'll still be able to do that, but uh, the primary thing is maybe a little more outside myself. I don't know. I'm getting lost every time I go down any of these rabbit holes. Yeah, to I, uh, so many rabbit holes. They all lead back to the same spot. Yeah. I don't know. I guess these were things I was already trying to figure out by finishing when I when I finished school. And now it's like this crazy new level of difficulty added to it. Like cuz for me it's like I to bring it to my own situation it's like when I was leaving school I was like okay I got a job that pays well, that keeps me in the community, keeps me engaged and learning and listening. Uh, and that's great. And then outside of that, I have like trumpet and like being a performer. I have being a writer and like an arranger. And then I have increasingly like recording and production, like I've really been enjoying getting into that world. And like, it was like, okay, well, I'll just work out and see what opportunities present themselves. And more and more, I was going to the like writer and the recording thing. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll play on my shit and, you know, do some projects peripheral to that but like I don't know that I'm gonna make it I'm not gonna make money at least 
as a performer. I don't see myself being like a killing side person anytime soon, assuming there wasn't like a COVID thing. So I was like, okay, I was already transitioning to a side where it's like a little more in the background. You know what I mean? Right. And then doing the performance thing in a setting of not as much that's my bread and butter of like how I make my money, but it's just like a passion. Right. Cause I can't drop it. I thought about that. I was just like, Oh, you know, maybe that's not you, but I'm like, no, it is me. There's definitely a part of me that really wants to do that, but maybe it's not the part of me that's going to make money doing it. Maybe right. that's my passion project. And then I figure out other things. I know, I've noticed I find a lot of fulfillment just, like, supporting artists. And, like, I guess that's what a sideman does, and and that's how some people see that. Right. But, uh... Yeah, I've gone down a similar... similar path, not so... I mean, I want to play. I'm not a side person. Like, never have been, ever. Hmm. Um... Just gotta like this situation like before everything happened i was in such a great situation just like being around music all the time being able to survive and put time into my own shit yeah and now what yeah yeah and i guess it's the thing that we're just gonna keep running into yeah and the other thing is like this is like this is the practice run. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that was I remember hearing that like early on on like Sam Harris's podcast or something. He had an epidemiologist or a virologist or something and it was like uh, you know, is this the thing or is this just the the like dress rehearsal for the thing? And the guy's like, yeah, it's the dress rehearsal. Like this thing, like you were kind of talking about, like the mortality rate is like, it's, it's not a common flu. It's magnitudes more than that, but still it's not like, uh, but he's like, this is a dress rehearsal for something that's like a 60% mortality rate, like a plague, something that's like straight up going to wipe everyone out. Yeah. And, like, on the beginner one, we're, like, floundering. Yeah. We're fucked. People are, like... <laughs> like, I... There's... There's definitely people in my life that I've sort of taken note how they have reacted to this. And I'm just sort of, like, all right, noted. Not on your team when the big one goes down. Like... Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. This is really depressing. Hey. It's how it's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is. I don't know. Well, like, are there things that you're excited for? Or? I'm so excited to maybe watch sports at least. Right. I don't know. I, I want I rented the uh or whatever you call it. I did the pay per view UFC last weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Right, just like such a such an escape from whatever this is. 
So how did they do it? They did it in a, like it was just the fighters and the ref and the crew? Pretty much. And they tested everyone a bunch of times and they still made them social distance. (laughs) While fighting. (laughs) I mean, just basically everyone had to social distance except for the fighters. Yeah. Um, It was so intense. It was like all these fighters were... I mean, I'm not even a UFC fan. I just needed to watch something that wasn't (laughs) Netflix. Yeah. And all of these fighters were just like, uh, I've had all of this just built up in me. And I've just been sitting like sort of training. Yeah. And it was just like an explosion of purpose emotion and purpose and strength and anger and all all just energy and and it was awesome so that's pretty cool from that it gave me so much hope like we're we're in a rough spot and we got to be patient but when music comes back it's gonna be so slamming like that's what i hope the first shows back are gonna be off the hook yeah that's what i'm hoping um but even like do you think there's a next stage of like live streams like where you get kind of the same intensity like you know those ufc guys like they're not playing to or they're not fighting for a crowd and that's got to take something from it presumably but they're still kind of more in the natural environment. They're not in their living room. Like, <laughs> uh, like you know what I mean? Like, is there, a, is there a middle ground where venues are doing live streams? So people are like in the venue. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. doing a stream from there with like a little higher quality and like the bands together on the stage playing. For sure. I think that's definitely like that's so much more appealing than just watching someone sit at home or like watching these Instagram videos of people recording in separate rooms and just splicing the videos together. Mm -hmm. Like there's just nothing there for me anyway, you know, like seeing people together in a space, making music in a moment, in the moment. Yeah. Is like the whole idea here. And like, this is like, it's basically the only thing that I need in life, whether I'm like up close to it and feeling the vibration or taking part in the vibration, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, it's like the only thing, like I, like I'll never complain again about standing in the doorway at the Rex for four nights in a row, getting hammered by fucking Paul DeLong or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like waking up with a headache the next day like yeah it's just such an important part of my life yeah and it's got to be back it has yeah. to come back like it will when it comes like it comes across as insensitive for sure but like i am so absolutely prepared to die (laughs) for my music and for other people's music that's like 
this is my life. These are the choices I've made. Right. Prepared to die. (laughs) (sighs) Man. Yeah, I guess that's what I got to sort out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it... It will come back. It'll all come back. It, well, okay. The opportunity to do that will come back. It's it's what... It's how long it is between... You know, like... Because theoretically, once there's a vaccine, everything's... Everything's back to normal, is my understanding. But it's... It's what survives between then and now. For a while, that was the scariest part. Just watching venues drop and watching people move out of the city because they're like, well, fuck this. I can't do this. And also, what's the point of being here if I can't do any of these things, you know? Right. Like, that's what we've been thinking about in some ways. It's like, okay, paying like thousands of dollars for this box in the city where we have no green space. And like, we're in a nice neighborhood but as a result it's like there's all these people with backyards and like you know like it's a like pretty wealthy neighborhood on the Danforth but we're stuck in an apartment just like adjacent to it and so you walk through the neighborhood and it's like don't you all you people have backyards but they're just like outside you know I don't know it's tough but yeah it's like I I pay this money to be here because, yeah, any night of the week I can go see my favorite musicians. For the most part, many of my favorite musicians in the world on a Monday or a Tuesday or like, you know what I mean? Yep. But when you can't do that, it's like, what the fuck's the point of this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it will come back. It's just a matter of when and the kind of losses that happen in between then and now. I think so. Are you sort of thinking about like distancing yourself from the city in general or just at the moment or like what's the. No, it's just like where things go. I don't know. Like there was already a trend of all these venues closing down anyways because like real estate here is so fucking expensive there's so many ridiculous games that are making that even more expensive um you know it's like do i want to live i saw some like article it's probably like uh i don't know what it was but it was like i love you toronto but you're breaking my heart it's like when i moved here you know it was like there were so many venues, there were so many things, da da, da 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 And like slowly over time, it's just like more and more places are just condos or like chain restaurants or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the actual personality, the, the shit, the culture that you actually, for a lot of, I think, young people or a lot of people in general, that's what they're paying to be here for, to be a part of it, to be engaged with it, to have access to it. And when that shit is slowly just leaving, what's the point of staying? 
<clears throat> like, do you just go and see that scene somewhere else? Yeah, a lot of comedians in L.A. are talking about getting a group of people and moving somewhere else so that they can, I mean, not even maybe, if, who knows if it's permanent or not, but they're like, all right, comedy clubs are opening. We need to go do comedy mm-hmm. because L.A.'s locked down for like, they said they're they're shut down till like the end of August or something. Hmm. So it's like, it's, it's just, uh, we have to, again, no idea. We just got to figure it out. But it's a discussion that's happening with other people in other disciplines that are like, I need to do this. I have an opportunity to do this elsewhere. Right. Let's go. And if we go together, it'll be pretty easy. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I know. I guess maybe when you were th- saying that, maybe that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping we'll see in the next month or so. Maybe I'm just not paying attention, but it's like I don't see a lot of. I see people generating content and putting it out there, but I don't see as many conversations about how we're actually gonna bring this back to what it was or you know what i mean like I don't, yeah i mean i'm not again, even worried about like there's so many things that i'm not worried about um i don't need i'm at peace with having empty rooms i always have been you know <laughs> like that's not something i super need right but the venue needs it uh, or the venue needs something yeah but like the rex the rex well i don't know i shouldn't speak i mean the rex is a it's a unique thing yeah like people go there like the the room is generally full so now once it's not full it's going to be a problem but for a lot of other venues like the shows are empty all the time (laughs) yeah true I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you follow Jason Palmer on Instagram? I just started, actually, the other day. Did you see the thing you posted yesterday, the blindfold test? Yeah, I was doing it this morning. And uh, I think I failed miserably. I was like, shite. I was looking at people's answers, and I was like, oh, that is not what I guessed. Yeah, I had some wild guesses. What were your guesses? Uh, I'd have to listen to them all again. Me too. I was fairly certain the first one was Clifford Brown. Oh, really? My first guess was Kenny Dorham for some reason. Uh, But like so much is influenced by like there's a sound too, but also like the quality of the recording like is is such a like bias to me that's funny i didn't hear clifford at all my my only assumption what like i put that together based on the fact like recording quality and facility yeah so as as soon as i heard him shredding i was like oh this is clifford brown it's gotta be but um 
I want to listen to it now, but I guess we can't really do that. Sure we can. Okay, is Jason... What's his thing? Pogo? Yeah, should I play it into the microphone? Or how did... Yeah, okay, I don't know. How does Try this it. happen? I get Kenny Dorham is just like Kenny Dorham I always hear like this like I can't describe it any other way than like a squishiness to his sound like all the notes are kind of there's like a nasalness to it and like a squishiness and that just like that's why I think Kenny Dorham but I guess it could be like a a Clifford bootleg or something I But like I've never heard Clifford not sound super rich or huge. You know what? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like it could also be Winton. Oh yeah, if it's a Winton bootleg. That's actually what, uh, that's what Kate said, and I was like, "Damn, you're right." Well, yeah, I took bootlegs like out of the. I just wasn't thinking bootlegs. Right. Yeah, but when you think like facility, like that makes sense. Okay, that's one. See, I don't know for that one, but I was like, they like Freddie Hubbard, whoever they are. I have no you idea. Get this, but I don't know. I'm so terrified to make any guesses. I'm just going to look like such a jackass. A lot you, of have people no, you have no idea on that one? No. A lot of people seem to think it's Marcus Belgrave. See, I don't know his playing at all. I hope we get an oh, yeah. answer at some point. I guess there was, yeah, there was. But also, for for number two, someone said specifically that that is Nat Ad, Nat Adderley from the Black Messiah recording. Yeah, that could make some sense. I don't know that recording, but definitely, even reading the comments. It, well, first off, there's way less comments than I thought there would be. 
And I was like, oh, I'll check now. There's probably way more, but there's not. Um, okay, so Nat Adderley. That's someone I haven't listened to a ton either. I've listened to, like, that Nancy Wilson record. I don't know any. And then, like, no. And then, uh, just, like, any of the, the, like, Jazz 625 stuff with, or one of those things Mm. with Cannonball's group and that. But I haven't checked any of his stuff. Okay, that's two. What about three? I don't, this one I was maybe most stuck on, which is saying something because I've been totally stumped on every single one. But like, <laughs> I guess Nicholas Payton, but I think I, I saw a comment before, which led me on it. And then I saw after Nicholas Payton responded to that comment <laughs> and said like, yeah, I thought it was me too for the first like <laughs> five seconds or something. Did he? I didn't see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome someone said it's ambrose yeah i was trying to i read that after that didn't come to my mind at all for some reason and i still don't totally hear it but i'm not hearing it super well over your thing it just doesn't seem like it, nothing it just didn't scream that for me i can see isms that would suggest it but i don't know that doesn't seem right to me Hmm. but it totally could be i'd really look like a fool i don't know when's his when's his new record coming out june i think it's a whole record right yeah uh i just searched june into spotify Amazing. Yeah, that'll be cool. I love that quartet, so I'm kind of excited that he's going back to like a quartet record. Yeah. Because I don't know that he's even ever done that as a studio thing. I don't think so. Because the first record was quintet. Then the next record was like all kinds of stuff. Then the live one was Quartet. Yep. I've seen that band a few times as Quintet and Quartet. And there's something really nice about having 
like there's something that happens that's like a little bit more old school and ambrose and walter kind of like try to cut each other a little <laughs> bit and there's like a higher energy or there's not like a higher energy but there's like a, a different energy that i kind of like but i think yeah. as far as like when it comes to like just making art i think i'm in more into the quartet hmm cool yeah i i like the quartet thing just as like thinking as a trumpet player like i love the idea of just being that like vanguard just like that front line of just this like trumpet player going out there like you are i guess besides the drums like you're gonna stick out no matter what you're doing yeah like i know for me i hate playing like that i love always having like a sax player or like some other horn player with me it just feels like kinship and like yeah something to build off of because even though you have like a rhythm section with you if you're when you're the only horn player you still kind of feel alone yeah you should do it what a quartet thing yeah i know i thought about it challenging myself to do that that'd be fun this is like the only reason i do solo bass just to feel uncomfortable because it's hard and uncomfortable yeah i don't like it everything i do just sounds like fake brandon lopez but that's how it is (laughs) that's what we're doing (laughs) yeah i thought about trying to do some solo recordings over the over the break that would be fun have you heard lena's yet uh, yeah that's what i was just gonna say i would i actually i've had it i got the cd i got the cd at the same time i got the bog standards thing and the other one with Marilyn, false ghosts uh, it's the quartet with Marilyn and pete and nick and karen yeah karen hmm but yeah, I listened to the Lena record yesterday and that's what made me think like, oh, I should try and do something like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was really inspiring, especially that last track for Justin. It's just gorgeous. I've been, I've only heard like little parts of it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's this, the the cool thing for me about solo is that it can be super quick and awesome and you don't have to put a whole lot of effort into it like there's something about doing putting out a solo record that doesn't seem as uh like effort and cost ratio is low yeah so you can just like fuck around take your time and get it get it right and like yeah. not lose a lot of time or money, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the thing for me is I get, and like I, like I was listening to Lena's album yesterday. And I was like, why don't I listen to a lot of like solo recording? Cause like, I love her and I love her playing. Well, I should say I love her playing cause I don't really know her that's a weird thing to say I love her but (laughs) (laughs) I love her playing and she's a very inspiring artist to me but I don't always like I think it's just like having and I think she broke this up a bit by playing with different timbres and stuff which I really liked 
Because I think that's the thing. Like, I don't necessarily want to listen to just a trumpet for a whole album. Like, I love hearing trumpet in the context, like, with something else. Mm -hmm. But I love, at the same time, the focus and the challenge. And, I don't know, the ideas that come out with just a solo record. So I was trying to find ways to balance those two things. Like I started, Pete showed me um, John Hassel. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and I'd never heard that. And I was like, what the fuck? So now I got all this recording stuff and like some wild plugins and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, maybe that would be a cool way to do a solo, like a solo record. Yeah. Like it's just trumpet, but it's it's giving you a bunch of different timbres and different functions, like maybe like doing a multi-track almost, but still trumpet. Yeah. But still a solo record. I don't know if that counts. I think so. Uh, do you want to hear this last trumpeter? Number four. Sure. I have no idea on that one. And that one that one's the one that feels the most like I should know it. Like um, I just hear their sound and I'm like, I should know who that is. Like And it was it was weird off the top I almost had inclinations to say it was Art Farmer, but then it got so like really going. Yeah. Like, is it no, Wallace Roney? Ooh. That's an interesting one. I haven't listened to much of his playing to be honest. Yeah, I mean I just know that he sounds like different miles kind of hmm. I don't know I'm pretty sure Ron's playing bass on that oh that's an interesting way to kind of figure it out yeah, I don't know I feel shamed I, I couldn't figure out any of them <laughs> I, would, I would love the I think the Kenny Dorham on the first one's my best guess and, or, but then it could also be the Winton thing yeah it's tough uh, trumpets trumpets a tough one and i just want him to post the answers yeah i know it's a little rude <laughs> um i don't know do you feel like you've got uh i don't know what you were hoping for from me uh nothing <laughs> these <laughs> I'm at a point where these go how they go, and they're going online, you know? Wow. It's, uh, but this was great. We got dark. We saved ourselves. 
Yeah, you can cut out as much of the dark stuff if you want, as you want. I don't necessarily want to be... Uh, I don't want to be contributing. But I guess... I guess he, these things, at the same time, they got to be talked about. They do, for sure. And uh, there has to be... There has to be one voice or a couple voices that are not right now. <laughs> Man, he can fuck right off. <laughs> Is this going in? Uh, it might, actually. I don't know. What do you mean? Just with the stay home stuff? Yeah, just like such... Such high horse... Garbage. I don't know. I don't know. I see what, like... Yeah, we get it. We get it. Fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen I've seen him be more nuanced. I want to defend a bit. I love him. And I think that you learn a lot standing in the doorway at the Rex about how people treat people. Yeah. And he's one of the best. Yeah, he is. He's absolutely one of the best people. But this his whole Facebook thing the almost like the shaming of it has just turned my stomach in a way that I don't care for. Mm. Yeah. Everything's what's the thing? Same storm, different boat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I, I'm so hesitant to have just opinions on a lot of stuff these days. It's just like I've reverted to a place of just observing. Just like, I see this. Mm-hmm. I'm noting this. Like, I've been finding a lot of solace in like meditation, and that's an idea that comes a lot. It's just like, I don't need to project anything onto it. But how can I still be valuable and... uh have purpose and have some sort of meaning for me it's like right now i've just wanted to just like kind of observe like i've just been journaling a lot and just writing and being like okay this is what's going on and then extending that to writing and composition like okay what do i just hear right now instead of being like okay i wanted to write a tune that's like this great thing just be like okay well what is actually there right now Mm -hmm. and then going from there but that's a whole nother tangent. Have you have you been writing or no? No. No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But it's coming. I I'm trying to be patient with myself right now. And let things sit a bit. And that's where the noting comes in. It's just like, okay. Just observe what you like doing. Like for me, I still have a lot of sorting out of like how I want to do this whole thing assuming we're even in a normal environment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's my path? Kind of just figuring that out anyways. But, I don't know. How to be helpful. I don't know how to be helpful. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs>